No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. Channel. So it is important that 
you start subscribing now. And check out what we got. Right now we got Simply Sports every Monday. Like, it's a different twist when it comes to sports, but you have to see it for yourself, okay? And number two, like I said, make sure you follow us on Instagram. He said what network um, on Instagram, and you can, of course, follow myself, your girl, Simply Bree, and that's S-I-M-P-L-E-E-B-R-E-E. Now, without further delay, listen, we're going to go ahead and get this show on the road. Tonight, we are talking about lifestyle, bridging the gap in communication, okay? And y'all know this is the motto for the network, Bridging the Gap in Communication. We have our guest, and I'll, I'll, please correct me if I'm wrong on pronouncing your name. Is it Kareev? No, it's Kareev. Oh, oh, I swear every time, every time I say your name, I want to say Kareev. I need to get my, I'm about to, I'm about to write Kareev. You know how you got to, like, sound it out with the syllables. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Let me go ahead and give you a round of applause because this is over. Whoa, wait a minute. Uh-uh, let me give you a round of applause. Okay, goodness gracious. So, welcome to the show. This is your second time on the show. I'm so glad to have you on. And I am excited to be interviewing you myself. You created this topic. You created this topic. <laughs> The last time you was on the show and you were talking to my um, other host, Alan Newman Jr., when he stepped in for me. And I remember hearing the bridging of the gap in communication. I said, yep, that's going to be our conversation. So, first of all, why do you feel why do you feel that there's a need to bridge the gap in communication? Because if you don't communicate, how can you grow as a person and with the person that you want to be with? God never made us mm-hmm. to not communicate. If he spoke life into existence, the communication is the essence of life within itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew what I was doing. I was writing these questions. I was like, yeah, I got to get prepared for him because he, he different. He different. Okay, I like that. That's a really, really dope reason right there. Um, So what do you feel the challenges are? Like, what what is it when it comes to the way men communicate? and the way women communicate, what's the challenge that you've seen? Trauma. We all have different traumas. Mm-hmm. The most impactful trauma that most men go through is they don't know who they are. The most impactful trauma women go through, from my uh, from my experience of talking to women that I know, is they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're living in a world where people want to connect because they're trying to find another person to make themselves whole or not being whole within themselves to add into the person they want to be with. So mm-hmm. if you don't know yourself, you can't communicate the negatives and the falsehoods. So then when, when you find it in another person, you're shocked because you've never seen it or never knew, but the red flags are always there. And you didn't know how to talk it out, how to make it known. And also mm-hmm. most importantly, men are taught not to communicate. A man's supposed to have women fall all over him, and what he says goes, you know, macho machismo, which is a lie and bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We're taught that, and the guy who's silent gets all the women. The bad guy gets all the women. So you not talking, not only does it help you hide your your, um, 
your setbacks, but it's supposed to be the 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 shield that makes you look more presentable or attractive to somebody because you're so called stoic and silent. The strong silent mm. type, you know. Right. Okay. So so that's very interesting. Um you say basically that the reason why um you know we have this issue is because men and women suffer from a lack of self identity. So mm-hmm. why do you think when you tell someone that they they could be wrong in a certain area that they may not have been told in the past, they're so surprised. They they don't know how to accept it. They become uh, full of denial. It, you don't know what you're talking about. Why do you think that occurs? Because of ego. Your ego mm. is whatever lie you believe it. You believe your life to be without truth in it. Uh, I was taught by a rapper, Billy Danzy, one of my favorite rappers of all time. Salute the MOP. He said, mm-hmm. a liar is a dangerous person, not because you don't know what they're going to say, but because they're truly unhappy with who they truly are. So they make up a fairy tale that they want you to believe in, and then how dare you not believe in my lie, because I believe that I am this when I'm really not that. Mm-hmm. So with that being the main battery in the back of the ego, whenever somebody brings you a hardcore truth and you have to look at yourself from outside of your lie or your ego or the box that you see yourself in, the world comes crashing down. Yeah. Now, how many people want to be mature? Well, yet, how many people want to be desired to a fault? Right. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point because it's like no one wants to admit when they're wrong. Um, because admitting when you're wrong, that you actually have to acknowledge it. And then it's like if you don't have the solution, then what do you do next? So it's better off. I won't say it's better off, but sometimes for some people, it's easier for them to just lie their way through it until someone calls them out on their bullshit, and then they deal with it at that point. So that's why you have a lot of relationships where women may think they know someone, but in actuality they don't. They're basically being finessed the whole time uh, they're in these relationships. So are there any flags? Are there any signs? And this can go for women, this can go for men, but any signs or flags that you are aware of in spite of someone that's basically giving you the gift of gab? I want to go back to something you said before I answer that because I think it goes both ways. Um mm-hmm. All men are opportunists. That's how God made us, period. That's why men mm-hmm. are the heads of the households. That's why men are the head of society, because they take the opportunity to be go-getters. I'm not saying women are not go-getters, but as a nurturer, you, as a person who's naturally nurturing, you don't want – you want the best of all people because it makes you feel good. Men want mm-hmm. the best of people through what they can give them. So you're opportunists mm-hmm. from the door. And being right. an opportunist means – you you have to play the the hunter role. When you mm-hmm. say how women are getting finessed and things like that, women are finessing men just the same way. And there's evil on both sides of this table. Because the most the most disgusting thing I've ever heard a girl say is a woman say a female say whatever you want to call yourself how you classify. I'm not gonna get into that. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the most disgusting <laughs> things I've heard is what do what do you bring to the table? And if mm-hmm. I if I really had to answer that question, I would really hurt somebody's feelings. Because now you're not a woman, you're at your table. You see what I'm saying? 
Those yeah. are the red flags that everybody has to look for is your actions speak louder than your words, <clears throat> but with men, it's what they don't say that translate into their actions, and with women, it's what they do that translate into what they say. That's called the yin-yang, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. The yin-yang mm-hmm. is a balanced life. So when your life is out of balance, obviously the actions and words don't match up. So like I said, for mm-hmm. a woman, your power is not in how you talk. Your power is in your silence because a man will question himself off his silence. And for a man, your power is in your words because if men don't talk, when you start getting vocal, then she has to pay attention because now you're, you're, you're pulling her out of her show. Mm. So listen, you about to shut down this whole show, okay? Listen, y'all, please show some love. Please, please, please show some love for Karef because he is dropping these jewels. Like, I, I got all types of comments popping up on my phone. Like, they really appreciate what you're saying, and I really appreciate what you're saying because a lot of the times what I come across, uh, especially when it comes to older guys who are trying to drop the gems, they'll just say, you have to ask the right questions. And it's like, well, how do we as women know what questions to ask because apparently, you know, we can ask questions until we're blue in the face, but if a dude is going to give us the information, he's going to give it to us. If he's not, he's just going to find a way around it. So sometimes I feel like we may not be asking the right questions. No, that's bullshit. No, stop, stop, stop. That's bullshit. That's bullshit because if my daughter asks me a question, I'm not going to say you're going to ask me the right questions. It's bullshit. That's bro cool. (laughs) See, one thing I'm going to tell you about, one thing I'm going to tell you about life that I've learned from experience, men, men love women but hate them at the same time. And women hate men because I've seen jealousy and social positioning. Not saying everybody. I don't really care. But people will tell you what they want you to know for an advantage. Because I don't want anything from you and there's nothing out of advantage from this, I will tell you anything and everything I can from my perspective, because at the end of the day, we're all somebody's child. And my responsibility mm-hmm. in society is to look out for others and make sure they're not, they're not hurt. So ask the right questions, my ass. That is a cop-out, yeah. and I don't believe in that. So unless that older mm-hmm. person is trying to sleep with you or they're protecting themselves from the evil that they've done or, or has something on their, on their mind, please, I don't got time for that shit. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to know the obligation to be truthful. Right, yeah. I uh, I appreciate that because that's always another way to look at it. Um, you know, because I, like I tell you, I get puzzled myself when they when I hear that because I'm like, well, what the fuck else am I supposed to be like? I'm I'm asking you what I want to know. Like, I don't know certain things about you to ask those questions. So how would I? Yeah, very very confusing. Exactly. Um, exactly. And you know um, what? You know what? You know what? Really, that comes down to before you only cut you off. That's love language. It's like, look, that's what I said about identity. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's talk love real quick. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have a husband or significant other, but you have dated a man yeah. before. And let me ask you a question. When you bought that man flowers, what did it do for him? Oh, it made him smile. Smile like a treasure cat. Okay. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, he smiled to, to appease you. Because when you buy a man mm-hmm. flowers, that don't mean shit to us. We don't care. Mm. Now, as a woman, if I bought you, if I bought you, let's not say, I, let's look, look, 
let's just, let's just say I don't buy you flowers. As, as say you were my woman. Say I was mm-hmm. that blessed. May the most high have blessings on us all, right? Mm-hmm. You like cookies? Yeah, I do. Do you like you like chocolate chip cookies? I love chocolate chip cookies. So what if instead of I bought you long stem roses, I bought you long stem chocolate chip cookies? How would that make you feel? Well, I would. First of all, that would be mind blowing because I have yet to see a stem of of chocolate chip cookies. But two, that would go right up my alley because I'm allergic to flowers anyway. So that's thinking uh, so outside think, the box. So think about it this way. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. The way to mm-hmm. a woman's heart and the the way to a woman's heart is through the details. So yeah. if I know you like cookies and I bought you long stem cookies, see that's love language because that's showing you I pay attention to you and if you're the center of my world then everything matters to me. Through you. Right. Men don't <sighs> love like that. Even the yeah. Bible tells you as a woman wants love, a man desires loyalty. So mm-hmm. as a man, anything I ever was into, you had my back in that. A man, first thing you say, that's my baby right there because she got my back when it comes to this. And when you do that, mm-hmm. not only are you nurturing a man's creative side, but you're also you're also nurturing that, that macho side we talked earlier uh, talk about earlier because you're allowing him to lead and foster his desire to create. Women are creators. That's why when a man gives you something, you make it better. Men are providers. Yeah. So when a man provides and you fuel his pro, his action for pro, pro provision, that love language mm-hmm. makes you whole. That's why you need communication because if I don't know how to love you, I don't know how to provide for you. And honestly, if I don't know how to provide, how can you love me? Because now you have no way to nurture, which is in your nature, the man that I'm supposed to be to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Good? So, so, listen, you are. Listen, I have never, I, I've never had this type of conversation on the show. Um, you, you, yeah, you are uh, definitely on point with everything that you say. Um, love language is very important. I sometimes feel like love language is more important to women than it is to men. At least that's how it comes off because a lot of guys aren't really in tune with what their love language is. Um, and a woman can tell a guy what her love language is, but he still won't know what to do with it. At least not the right guy. The right guy, he gonna he's gonna figure it all out. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, when it comes to men, women want to feel protected. Women want to feel secure. Women want to feel like there is someone that is there to lead them, not charge, you know, head over them or boss them around or whatever it is. But more so, like guide us where where are we going with this that's why you hear a lot of women saying what what are we doing where are we going i don't really hear too many times men asking women that um so the problem is when men don't know how to be leaders like what does that say about a man who's supposed to be a naturally born leader but he can't lead there's no such thing as a natural born leader so whoever okay. taught you that, lose it. Because that's like saying um, a woman is a natural, a, a woman is naturally just born to be submissive. That's bullshit too. That doesn't make sense because in nature a man is a protector, but he has mm-hmm. to look at this. Let's, let's look at it this. Let's this way because 
God is the okay. ultimate creator of things, and we follow each other's patterns, right? Right. So men like to be like lions, right? A lion? Yeah. A lion has cubs. How does the cub become the leader? You don't know? Uh, no, I don't. It's the same way a man becomes a leader. He has to get his ass whooped. He has to go mm. through life. He has to learn how to hunt. He has to learn how to secure. He has to learn how to put things together for self and then be able to provide. Most young men in society are not being raised. They're being coddled. So if no right. one's teaching you the manhood that you need, then yes, with the change of society through racism, classism, mm-hmm. socialism, mm-hmm. colonialism, mm-hmm. homicide, fratricide, suicide, Many men of color especially don't know what it is to be a natural-born leader because the men have been taken out of the homes. Um, the men have been taken right. away from society. And because the economic shift has happened where everything to make money has been made illegal because the jobs have left and with the more men disappearing, these young men mm-hmm. are looking for, they're actually looking for leadership, but yeah. they only can be led by the example of, quote-unquote, entertainment and what they see life should be. So entertaining men right. is raising boys to be characters, not boys into men. That's the problem. Right. On a man's right. side. So the woman's side is the same thing, except for it's not entertaining, it's social media. So I see more girls mm-hmm. look towards social media for womanhood than anything else. I've heard a grown woman say most young young ladies, especially in the street, don't know how to even um, keep themselves clean. Yeah. Uh, That's true. I've heard young men, our, our older men say young men get dreads, don't even know how to keep their dreads clean. Mm-hmm. So this is not everywhere, and I don't want to say everybody is this way, but this is a phenomenon mm-hmm. that actually does this, and it comes from the lack of leadership from all sorts and all sides. So, right. I mean, I can't say how do you teach somebody who's supposed to be natural born because in all essence, the teaching is the issue, and there's not too many teachers being revered or able to teach freely right. without something against them, male or female. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, they love you. They love you. They they love you, sir. Um, it's for you to too. They love you. Um, so the interesting thing, when it comes to being taught, how do you how do you I guess cope or deal with um the teachings of someone's uh, their own personal perspective or their own agenda? Like they're not going to be un I guess what do they call it, unbiased. They just want to teach you what they want you to know from their own background. How do you how do you how do you deal with that? Because then that means that we have more people coming up in the world with that same mindset, and granted, that mindset may not be uh, beneficial for them or it may not be positive for them. The best way to learn is to align yourself with the person's ideals. And if you can't talk mm-hmm. about it to meet each other at a common ground, get away from that person. Do yourself a favor mm-hmm. and don't hurt yourself. Because um, yeah. I heard Dion Cole say this in his interview with Talib Kweli. 
on the people's mm-hmm. party, he said how he had his first love was comedy, and he will not date someone because he's attracted to them. He has to date somebody because they're friends, they got to know each other, and their lives align. So many times people have gotten with somebody who looks good to them, and they want to do everything right for them, but they lose themselves in the process. Or yeah. they don't communicate who they are in the process, and then it's like, well, I never knew you like this. Well, I don't like that. Right. And then you start you know, drifting away. It's good to um, it's good to have that stuff known, especially early in the process, so you know how to wean yourself away from people's bullshit. Right. Okay. Have you ever lost yourself in the process of uh, establishing a relationship with someone? Yes. Mm. I appreciate your honesty. And <laughs> how how did you recognize that that's what was actually going on? There's a certain level of unhappiness that falls on you that you can't explain, but it's a dark place that you never want to visit. Uh, For me personally, uh, I'll put it to you like this. The first time I ever really had my heart broken as an adult, the woman Mm -hmm. I dated told me I have to choose between her or the God I was seeking. Oh my gosh! That—that's when you know. That's when you know that you can't recognize yourself. If you ever have an ultimatum given to you, and you question, "How did I get here?" Because the answer is going to change life either way. That's a fork in the road that everybody has to go through at some time in their life. But that one for me, like that's when I knew, like, all right, this person doesn't know who I am. Because if you actually can say that out to me. We have a real serious problem. Yeah, yeah. But how long did that relationship go on? Maybe uh, almost two or three years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we definitely, we go through things like that. And when you're in it, you, you're not even aware that you're like that. You, like, you don't even realize how deep into it you are until you actually get out and take a look back on everything, the way that you were dressing, the way that you were talking, um, the type of people that you were around, the type of people that you were not around. Like, it's it's very interesting. And I keep saying interesting tonight because this whole conversation is interesting. But it's very it's very interesting how someone someone else's existence can subconsciously influence you to the point where you just, all you see is you just want that person to be happy. So if it takes, you know, your happiness, if it takes sacrificing your happiness in order to put a smile on their face, then that's just what it is. Um, And it is unfortunate that it happens, but at the same time, it's a learning lesson because now you know in the future, okay, these were the signs that I just drove by. These are the signs that I didn't pay attention to. And when you get into another relationship or even when you're going through the process of dating, you know what boundaries to set up. You know what works for you and what's not, like what's a deal breaker. So how do you deal with narcissists? Two ways. Give me your definition of narcissism first. So for me, narcissism is uh, when someone is basically – 
perfect in their eyes. They're, they can't do no wrong whatsoever. And when there is any type of disruption, let's say, in a relationship, um, chances are it's triggered by them or their actions um, or it's provoked through them. And when you bring it to the forefront, they don't know what you're talking about. If anything, they reverse it and they say, well, no, you actually were the root of this uh, this breakup. If you would have just done how I said to do, we wouldn't be here. And, and, and they are completely oblivious to the relationship having any type of problems whatsoever. Like That's the same. That's what we talked about this whole conversation, so that's how I deal with it. I cut people like that off. Um, yeah. Do you know what gives root to narcissistic behavior? No. Mm-mm. The fifty the fifty fifty rule does. You do you understand the fifty fifty rule? Um, as far as like in relationships where, you know, um I'm putting fifty percent of my effort and I expect you to put your fifty percent of effort at the minimum, that type of fifty fifty rule? Well, you ever heard this thing, um, relationships with fifty fifty, marriages of fifty fifty, stuff like that? Um, not per se, but I'm I'm listening. Okay. So the 50-50 rule was always said uh, marriages and relationships are 50-50. The man does his part, the woman does her part, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Correct. I know that. Nar- narcissism is, as long as I do my part, I'm good. You got to pick up the slack. You feel me? Mm. Gotcha. So, so think about it this way. You've been to school before. You're a very beautiful, educated mm-hmm. young lady. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get 50% in anything that you ever did in school? No. Mm-mm. Okay. 100. Okay, so let's start, let's wipe that off the table. You're a mom, correct? Yes. God bless you and your child. Give your Thank child you. 50% of your effort. Is that good? Hell no. So then why when we get in relationships, we ask for the 50-50 rule? It should be the 100-100, all or nothing. Mm-hmm. See, when you're a mm-hmm. narcissist, you have no time to focus on yourself because you're protecting yourself by protecting your mate. Mm, See, the 50-50 yeah. rule is why we hear happy wife, happy life, which is bullshit because if the man's not happy, as long as she's good, he has a place to lay his head, but his heart is seeking other places to go. Mm. So... Anything 50-50 is a failing effort. Because if you give 50 and I give 50, we still at 50%. Where are the other 50 going to be at? Because if it's two people giving 100, that's 200. So two people giving 50 is 100. 100 out of, 50, 100 out of 200 is a half, which is a failing grade. That's an F. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. When, you, when you have narcissism, it's I did my part. You got to do you. Well, you didn't do this. What? Me? Well, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this. What do you do? And you don't appreciate that I do this, and I do this. Let me tell you something. Everybody has the right to be perfect because you can be perfect. But perfect mm-hmm. does not mean flawless. And there's mm-hmm. the flaws that you work on that make your relationship better because you already do everything right as it is now. And when you meet a new yeah. person, that new person is going to have different flaws to work on so no two people are alike. All right. Mm. So what for people out here looking for someone flawless, like, or their standards are just beyond realistic? Oh, that's easy because people are idiots, and they don't know what <laughs> life really is about. 
That's the bottom line. Listen, I'm going to be real with you. I'm a man who loves women. Instagram is the most dangerous thing I've ever experienced in my life. There are some mm-hmm. of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in the world on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's fantasy, though. Instagram is like soft porn. It's, it's, it's all fantasy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you don't realistically know what life is, you'll let the fantasy destroy what you think a woman is because you have no real definition mm-hmm. of what a woman is. Mm-hmm. Same thing with women with men. I've seen um, interviews where a woman says, if a man can't buy me a Birkin, he might as well not, well not, not um, get with me. Okay, that's your mm-hmm. standard. But here's the thing. Most men who buy Birkins don't deal with women like that because if you give a man a demand, why the hell would he even provide for you? You're demanding. Get the hell out of my face. Right. I right. heard the same thing yeah. about women. And wants me to be this, this, and this. Well, until you, you can go find this, 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 and this because I have this to take care of. See, when mm-hmm. your life and your love for yourself is in perspective, you don't deal with that. So when somebody comes to you with that attitude, you can laugh that off real easy. It's our desire to want to be whole through somebody else that makes us go through these things. And that's why a positive self-outlook, which has to be taught and learned, because everybody wants love, but everybody's not. um, Everybody wants love, but you still have to accept love, too. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of people, I think, want the attention but don't want to accept the attention given. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo! Listen, listen, listen. Sir, so if, if I was clapping with my hands, my hands would be, you know when you clap real hard, your hands start itching? My hands would be itching right now. Um, <laughs> listen, this ain't even... We ain't even over yet, and I, I definitely need you to come back. So we're going to have you back again, um, maybe even on the truth term. When we start the truth term out in January, because uh, November the 10th or the 9th, we're going to be ending this season and taking a break. But, yes, sir, you will, I need you to be the first person, first guy um, on that show, because these are these. This is what we need to hear. Like, we we don't need nobody candy coating anything, but at the same time, we're not looking for somebody to just play us, like, or, or down us like we're dumb. We just legitimately need to hear this type of information because it goes back to reflecting on the importance of self-awareness and self-love. You can't go and expect someone to complete you if you yourself don't even know, like you said, who you are, if you're not aware of who you are, then you're going to fall for anything. You're going to go for any type of person. You're not going to be able to identify if this person is legitimately good for you or not. So having these conversations definitely helps us women understand from your perspective as a man what it is going on through your minds and, and, you know, talk to us like we little sis, okay, because we need that help. Now, speaking of that, because we're supposed to take a song break. We ain't going to no song break. Um, let me just do a quick announcement. I'll, I'll say the commercials. Um, you guys, please make sure that you go to Melanin People. You want to download the Melanin People app. Um, it's for African-American, African descendants. 
um, black folks, period. If you got melanin in you, then this app is for you. And you know what? If you don't have melanin in you, but you just that cool person, this app is for you as well. So make sure you guys check it out on um, the Apple Store and Google Play. It's called Melanin People, okay? Check them out also on Instagram, Melanin People. Um, also, he said what network, like I said um, earlier, I probably didn't mention it, we are always looking to run commercials for small business owners, so definitely reach out to us at info at he said what network dot com or slide in the DMs at he said what network on IG. Now that was your commercial. Back to the show. If you are listening live and you would like to call in if you felt something that um you know our guest said and you just wanna mm, tell him thank you. The phone number is five one five six zero two nine six four seven. Go ahead and press number one. And we'll bring you up live. If you're too shy, guess what? You can DM us. Uh, he said what network or simply Bree, either one, and I'll read your comment on the air. Now, the way that men communicate amongst men, how might that differ from the way a man would communicate with a woman? Okay. That's a loaded question because men are more alike when it comes to the experiences. So when a man talks to a man, it's from the I'm doing my job type thing. I'm, I, I, they, a lot of them have the I'm the man conversation mm-hmm. when, they're, when they're playing the role because a man doesn't want to look weak in front of another man. So a man will talk a whole bunch of bullshit. He'll even lie. Um, and that's some mm-hmm. um, – that's that's broco, you know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. men are when men are really friends, a man if he trusts another man, he'll tell him about his girl. But it's it's it's, it's a different thing because as a man, you mm-hmm. can't really be vulnerable to another man unless that's really your people's. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To a woman, nah, it depends on the type of man you're dealing with. Because men were taught men are taught a lot of women from the, from from youth. We also okay. taught, taught lie to the one you love and tell the truth, the honest truth to the one that you don't. So with a okay. woman that you're in love with or you love, you're taught. I'm not saying all men do this, but we are taught do anything we can to make you feel good about us so that you'll never mm-hmm. leave us because if you told us to tell you the truth, you'll never want to bother with us. And for a person mm-hmm. who you don't mess with, you could be brutally honest because you have no, you don't care for their emotions. So, like I right. said, experience, experience, and maturity teaches a man to be different. But that's something that's embedded in us from youth, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. I um, I've heard that before on the show. Uh, men are more than likely to lie to a woman that they really care about because they don't want to hurt. Her feelings. They don't want to see her go through any type of pain or sadness, especially because of something that they said. So they're more than likely to lie to you than tell you the truth. Um, mm-hmm. And in their heads, it's to protect you. Um, it, it, it's not a selfish move on their behalf. That's what I was told. That's what I heard. Uh oh, mm-hmm. you laughing? <laughs> oh, ah, why are you laughing? That's that's, that's you said the truth. It's true. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, 
mean, I mean, think about. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you this. Um, mm-hmm. the most hurtful thing a man can ever see is his mother cry. There's no pain. You can't. Uh, uh, you can get shot, and that bullet wound will never hurt as much as you disappointing your mom. So you will lie to keep your mom happy, so that she never. She her heart is never broken. That's the training ground for how men treat their wives or girlfriends. Remember, you always oh. women always say, "Look at how a man treats his his mother." Well, if yeah. I if I'm if I'm if I'm failing out of school. And I can't tell my mom that. I'll leave the house dressed up like I'm going to school to go hustle. So she'll think I'm in school becoming something great in life so she don't have to worry about me. You know what, sir? I'm just, listen, because with, with me raising a young a young man, it makes sense mm. to me now because I I will catch him and a lie, and it'll be a simple lie. And I'm like, why did you lie? And usually he just says, I don't know. But now, to me, I feel like it's because he didn't want to disappoint me. He knew that I'd be disappointed. So he figured he'd just lie instead of telling the truth to spare me from being, (laughs) that's some bullshit. Okay. Hey. So look at the look at the world we live in where lies win more than the truth. People yeah, will praise a liar more than you praise somebody who tells the truth. Right. So so think about it. In a in a male dominated world where men, especially yeah. men who don't look like us, rule the world and they lie to make this world what it is, the lie supersedes the truth many times. So as a man, especially a man of color, you already a piece of shit when you come out the womb because the baby is well, smacked different. The mother is treated yeah. different in the house. Even in the Bible, it said our people give birth differently to other nations, and the women have a more vibrant spirit, so we can't control them even when they produce children. Think about right. that. So, so if you're different from the door and the world is designed to keep you subservient, as a man, think about this. I mean, from a male point of view, I'm going to just paint the picture. As a man, the only thing that looks like you that gets respect is an athlete, and all men can't play sports like superstar athletes. The, the person on the mm-hmm. block who has girls and sells drugs because they're the providers because they have the money, mm-hmm. criminals, or the people who is just ent- entertainment. And all men aren't entertainment. Mm-hmm. Or we can't be, everybody's not funny. So if, that, if that's all you have, and as you grow up thinking you're going to go the square way or the straight path, every superhero besides the last, what, five, ten years, have you seen has been Caucasian. So you don't see yourself. Right. You see what you wish you could be. You see nothing right. yourself in politics. You see none of that stuff that reflects you. The lie has been perpetrated so much. So then when it comes time for you to finally get your feet on, on steady ground and then you realize you're messing up, the one person who counts on you the most, you're going to tell her the truth, that you're confused. You don't know what's going on in life. You're not sure who you are. No, you're going to tell them everything's fine while you figure this thing out, and that's how we get in trouble. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. I'll tell you. Um, are, you a, are you a motivational speaker? Do you, like, I, okay, so I know you have your, your network, before we even get to that point, let the people know what is what is the name of your network and what is it all about. 
My network is Heritage Hip Hop. And the reason why it's called Heritage Hip Hop is because we are God's heritage, and our form of expression is hip hop. So we're mm-hmm. God's heritage. God's heritage is hip hop. So Heritage Hip Hop, we are more than music. We are not just people who do beats and rhyme. We are politicians. We are teachers. We are podcasters. We are mothers. We are fathers. We are sons. We are daughters. We encompass the world because our culture makes the world flavorful. So I celebrate uh, my network, not just myself, celebrates hip-hop culture worldwide and in all aspects, Mm -hmm. whether it's comic books, politics, music, interviews, et cetera. I believe that we are – I wasn't told that – Heritage Hip Hop is the 30 for 30 of independent music. That means that we get into the story of who the artist is rather than just play their songs and ask them bullshit questions that don't matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Wow. Yes, yes. Um, I have one listener who wants to know, how old are you? 42. 40, you better say it with pride. Listen, <laughs> listen, we done been on this earth 42 more years than somebody who who, who ain't make it. So, listen, mm-hmm. you are very wise, very, very, very wise. I'm so glad that I got to finally interview you. So, okay, why, oof, the society that we live in, why do you think that we are so cancel culture-ish? Because people follow bullshit and don't look for the truth. That's the end. Mm. Um, mm. There's, there's no such thing as cancel culture. Let me say that first of all. Because cancel culture is a trend. If cancel mm-hmm. culture was a real... We, cancel culture is white supremacy. So until you're a white supremacist, you don't really know what cancel culture is. Mm-hmm. Um, let me put it to you like this. The be- the best form of cancel culture I've ever seen was the bus the bus boycott of Montgomery, where Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr. and the um, SCLC, SNCC, and uh, NAACP said, "Everybody, don't ride the bus, and we're gonna walk to work." And nobody used their um, nobody um nobody uh spent their money, and the economy fell, and uh, mm. they had to renegotiate to get people to um do stuff. Let me tell you something. Until you stop spending money, nothing's ever canceled. Until you stop right. investing time, remember this, time, or you stop pay, paying attention. Remember this, people, invest time, paying attention. Until you stop doing that with your money, nothing's ever canceled. Right. So yeah. cancel culture is bullshit because think about this. We just went through the R. Kelly trial, right? Mm-hmm. People are asking, is R. Kelly really banned? You're still talking about him. It's not canceled. So let's just be honest. What the hell is cancel culture? Because cancel culture to me means erase everything that's necessary and practical so that it does not exist. And that's what people have been trying to do to melanated people's culture from coast to coast for centuries. And as you see, as much as it has tried to be canceled, the truth is always found and found out. So I don't I don't believe cancel culture is a real. I think it's a fact. Even, I think by, it's even by trying to omit history and, and slavery and watering it down and not telling, you know, the younger generation how it really was, you know, 
that itself is like you're trying to little by little wipe it away as if it never existed. But it's like, how do you think this country was put together? Like, you think that everybody just seen eye to eye all day, every day from birth? Like, no, it, it doesn't work that way. You just think that black people or people of melanin um, are just targeted for various reasons. No, it's been like that. It's been like that since history was history. And it's unfortunate because it's repeating itself in its own little way. You know, everything that we go through now as adults, our parents went through during their time when it was relevant during their time. Nothing changes whatsoever. We just get a little bit more advanced when it comes to medical, um, you know, sources and technology. But we're still, we're repeating cycle. And when our would, kids are aged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this. You know how you said nothing ever changes? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three instances of the same thing and let, your, and, let, and let our people who are listening, thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, and make sure you follow <laughs> social media because without you, these platforms don't exist. Um, let me give you three instances. I'm going to go backwards in history, okay, so me and you can keep up, okay. you know, on the same pace, all right? Okay. All books went digital. We're in the knowledge age, right? All books yeah. went digital. Can you erase the history? No, because we still have paperbacks. For now, but just like you can yeah, change things with Wikipedia, but you said just, what? just like you can change, just like you can change things with Wikipedia, some people will never pick up a book; mm-hmm. they just go to the internet. So that's how yeah. you can change the knowledge. Correct? That is correct. All right. So then you had the Reichstag. The Reichstag is when they mm-hmm. burnt the books in Germany. Remember that? You heard about the Reichstag, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was a rewriting of history to get rid of a people's culture, correct? Correct. The library, mm-hmm. now let's go back into ancient history. Because we're talking about the same thing about changing history in the books and in the text, right? Right. In ancient, in ancient history, there was a library of Alexandria, Egypt, that had the history of the world in it. The Greeks burnt it down. Mm-hmm. What, did, what did we lose when that happened? See, when we learn history, we don't learn it from the value of history. We learn it from the school point of just passing a test. Everything that you ever learned in school is necessary in your life. And if you don't know how it is, contact us and let us have this conversation because then I really love to teach you Mm -hmm. something about yourself that you never knew. Listen, you know what? All right, Paul. He, he just gonna come in here and he just gonna stew us, okay? And we and we just gonna appreciate it. That's what we gonna do. We gonna appreciate it. We're gonna check you out. We gonna follow you because listen, this is a really really dope conversation. I absolutely enjoyed it. Like I said, you are coming back, and um, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you one more one more question before we wrap things up. Um, do you think? there is a gap in communication between generations. Yes. <laughs> How do we yes. break that? Through a lot of apologies and a lot of listening and a lot of trauma being brought to the forefront. 
I had, a, I had an older gentleman say to me, young man, I apologize to you. And I said, why? And he said, because my generation dropped the ball. Because instead of taking you to church, we gave you television. Mm. That yeah. should say a lot, right? And, yeah. with, and with the generations, and with the, I could talk about it from the hip-hop perspective and the education perspective. Let me take it to the education perspective first. Mm-hmm. Our education system in America is so terrible that they have the elder generation teaching the new, younger generation something they're learning at the same time. How yeah. as an elder person can you tell a younger person, I don't understand what you're learning, but we're right. teaching them. That is why there's a gap for many in the generations because people don't know what the hell's going on and nobody knows how to take control of things. Now, in the hip-hop uh-huh. generation, the hip-hop generation, hip-hop is seen as it's a young man's sport, which it always will be because people, younger people like to party. So entertainment mm-hmm. is the main thing that's going to be sold, not edutainment. Because as you get elder, mm-hmm. older and you become an elder and you mature, you start thinking, we say, wait, this ain't right, this ain't right, this ain't right. Wait a minute, I need to spread this message, and then they won't promote it. You see what I'm saying? Right. The problem with the hip-hop culture is this. The trauma is on both ends. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old you are, but I, I remember I'm when Biggie and Tupac Okay, I remember when Biggie and Tupac died. I remember how it felt. Mm-hmm. I remember what it looked like. I know what it tasted like, smelt like, everything. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. People of our generation who remember Tupac and Biggie still talk about Tupac oh, and Biggie. Biggie. That's 30 years ago. And there's, and there's new people out right now who are great to this generation. So yeah. we force our lives on them instead of appreciating their expression. And you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Our parents did the same thing to us. Because when, when Marvin Gaye died, nobody could beat Marvin Gaye. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, um, when Sam Cooke died, no one could beat Sam uh-huh. Cooke. So for many people, the trauma that we have in our lives, we haven't worked out and we put that trauma on others. Isn't that what the R. Kelly case was really about? Uh-huh. Trauma. Mm. The hate that hate produced produced that pain. Mhm. 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 Now, now go ahead, go ahead and let the people know where can they find you? How can they reach out to you and have these type of conversations in themselves? Well, you can follow me on all social media at Heritage Hip Hop. If you DM me. I do talk back, period. I do. <laughs> I have a lot of DMs and people want to send me music, but I do love conversation. Uh, I'm actually changing my podcast to a commentary mm-hmm. where I will talk to about, about these things and more on my own podcast. My podcast is available on heritagehiphop.com, YouTube, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and everywhere Anchor goes. But more, more so all social media, at Heritage Hip Hop. And if you ever want to talk to me, yes, I talk back. Mm-hmm. And and one more question. Um, what inspired you to create Heritage Hip Hop? The death of two people who I respect um, from the hip-hop community in New Jersey. And one of the main issues I have with the hip-hop community is we do not pay homage so one of the mm-hmm. gentlemen, his name was Big Snuff, 
He's part of M.O. Sound mm-hmm. Group. He could sing. He could rap. He could play the drums. He was a church man, et cetera. End of the day, he passed away, and I don't hear people talking about him. And another one mm-hmm. was a friend of mine who I met through his, um, his family. His name's Gov Matic. If you're a fan of Redman, you've heard Gov Matic and Redman do songs together, and, or especially on, on Doc's Main 2000, Redman's album. Gov Matic passed mm-hmm. away, and um, I didn't see people really give him the respect he deserves. So Heritage Chip Pop mm-hmm. is now what it, I never thought it would be what it is, but what it, what it is, according to those two men, is the documentation of hip-hop history from New Jersey and also celebrating hip-hop worldwide so everybody has their story told. But not only that, in celebration of Govmatic, when I do my award show every August mm-hmm. of the year, I give away a Govmatic award, which is celebrating people who take hip-hop beyond music. So I've given it to a councilman, a mayor. I've had people who teach college-level courses through hip-hop music, things like that. So those are the awards I love to give because because uh, the platform was built off of remembering paying homage. And what I said in my last commentary was this. There are two things that you can say to people, hello and thank you. So by saying hello, you show people they exist, and for saying thank you, you appreciate people for who they are. So that was my hello and thank you to the world through them. Mm, I absolutely love it. Like, that's powerful. And, um, uh, wait a minute, Blog Talk. Y'all going to give this man his facts, man. Oh, my God. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's definitely beautiful and it's it's special and for even just that, it's going to like I don't see why it won't be something in every household. Like it's already it's already making waves as it is, you know, nationwide. So you definitely have my support. I absolutely love what you do. I love now that I even understand the reason why. I love it even more. And like I said, I'm going to have you back on. You're definitely coming back on. So uh, we will definitely talk dates and get you on the truth term when we start in January. I appreciate you, and I thank you for dropping those gems for my great listeners out there. Um, Let me go ahead and wrap it up. Um, For those who are listening live, you can always go back. If you came in midway, you can come back and listen to the full episode by going to blogtalkradio.com slash he said what. And also you can go to he said what network.com and you can download the full episode. Also, um, tune in after this show at 905 on Instagram, he said what network. We will be going live, myself, as well as my co-host, That Betty, um, or That B74. We will be going live under He Said What Network to talk about tonight's episode of He Said What. So you guys want to make sure that you follow and let us know what you think. Let us know, you know, feedback. How did you feel about our guests? Um, if you are interested in being a guest in the future, definitely get at us, and uh, we'll go over all it takes to be on the network. Thank you guys so much for showing your support and your love. Until next time, you guys have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. 
Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.